Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. My guest today is Kathy DeLeo with DeLeo Design and Staging. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Nicole. I love being on your podcast. I love having you. Today, we're going to be talking about staging and interior design. And I thought it was important for a number of reasons. Um, one, there's a lot of research that says um, that staged homes typically sell faster and for more money. Uh, two, uh, sellers can often turn what might be a negative in an empty home into a positive selling feature um, utilizing staging. And three, um, buyers can be a little picky and well-staged homes um, can stand out in the market uh, in comparison to homes that aren't staged. So before we get started, can you tell listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I started my staging business about six months ago. So I'm relatively new to staging. I am an HSR certified home stager. It's one of the most rigorous certifications you can go through for both decorating and staging. So I'm really proud of that. Um, My background is in corporate retail, buying product development, and I've also been a buyer and a category manager for a a local furniture uh, franchise. So kind of bringing together the creative from, you know, my background in retail and then the furniture piece of it, I've found home staging and realized that it was the perfect fit and the decorating piece of it, you know, fit in naturally with the fabrics and the color choices and, and furniture. So it was kind of, I didn't never really imagine that I would be in home staging and decorating, but now that I am, it's the perfect match. Yeah. It's definitely for creative people, a great outlet because there's so much creativity that you utilize in in both staging and interior design. Yes, and even the the interpersonal skills. So, you know, it's staging, you're working a lot by yourself, but in the decorating side of it, you're always working with homeowners. So it's nice because it gives you that balance too. Sometimes you're working with with clients, um, you know, more face-to-face, and other times it's more behind the scenes. So it's really, it's a a great profession to be in, I think. Awesome. So where do you get your inspiration? Oh, gosh, I get my inspiration from a lot of different places. Um, You know, obviously, Joanna Gaines and the HGTV channels have, you know, given many people, not just me, inspiration, but it's always fun to look at what other people are doing and kind of see how your style and their style meshes. So I love to, you know, look at different boards on Pinterest, and I subscribe to I'm into your decorating magazines. I um, am constantly, you know, watching those TV shows to gain inspiration from those. And then also, you know, I have a background too um, from college in humanities and art. So just learning the things about drawing and painting that I learned, I kind of take all of those and and pull them together for my inspiration. 
And how do you describe your style? My style is, um, I would say it's not super uh, contemporary. I'm more transitional and I really love the boho um, Northern California vibe using leathers and textures and neutral colors. Um, you know, I have a little bit of mid-century modern mixed into that. So, okay. you know, there's a lot that you can do. Those, those styles overlap quite a bit. Yeah. And an appeal to a wide audience. Yes. Yes. I mean, and, and in my style too, I'm, I think I'm very good at taking things that people have and mixing those in and really refreshing them and making them updated. So if you have that, that piece that you inherited from your grandmother, you know, 25 years ago, you can give it a, a refresh by, you know, adding some new accessories or painting it a different color and it becomes an entirely new piece. Yeah. So staging isn't necessarily moving everything out and, and bringing in no. new pieces. No, not necessarily. And for an example, I just finished staging a house um, maybe about a month ago that was an occupied staging. And we did combine a lot of what they already owned with some new pieces. And, and they had things like, you know, everybody's got that brown leather sectional. So they definitely, they had the brown leather sectional. And in staging, that's kind of one of those items that you look at and you think, what am I going to do with this? It doesn't photograph that well, but I was able to add some really cool mid-century modern chairs and some a boho um, trellis rug and some pillows and some, some layering, and it really refreshed the room. And I actually have some before and after pictures of that to kind of show that transformation, you know, when we get further on into this Zoom video. Outstanding. I look forward to yeah. seeing those. Um, so what services do you offer? I offer interior decorating and staging. So the decorating is, is there's several different packages and I can do pretty much what anyone needs me to do. If they need me to do one room, multiple rooms, um, an occupied home that just needs a refresh or a complete design job. For example, uh, I have one client that just wants me to start in her entryway and her living room and decorate those two areas. So that's what I'm working on for her. But I have another client that moved from out of state and before they moved into their house, they wanted to begin the process. So virtually, I was able to create mood boards for her and order product for her so that when she moved into her home, she didn't have to wait for you know three or four months to get furniture. That's outstanding. Yes. And you know, with all of the shelter in place uh, practices that are going on right now and social distancing, how has your business changed? Wow. Um, it, I'm fortunate because when I built my business, I built a lot of it virtually. Um, however, with the shelter in place, I've altered the way that I do walkthroughs and the way that I do consultations. So before I wouldn't offer any consultations virtually, I would usually speak on the phone to potential clients and then come out to their house and do a two hour consultation. Now I'm offering 
a free 30 minute call to give them a few ideas and I can either do a FaceTime call or a Zoom video, whatever works best for them. And I did do um, my first two hour consultations over FaceTime earlier this week. So I'm, you know, I just started marketing that about a week and a half ago and I'm already doing consultations via Zoom where the homeowner will walk through the house. Well, let me back up. I'll send them a questionnaire over the internet they'll fill out the questionnaire it will come back to me and then after i review that we'll set an appointment to and they can schedule the appointment online they'll then we'll do a zoom call and we'll walk through every room of the house that they want to change and then if they decide that they want more time or they want me to um, move forward with a design idea then they can actually um schedule uh more time if they need it, or we'll just work through mood boards. That's awesome. You know, I had, I'm working with some buyers from Chicago and for a while we have been doing virtual showings, you know, uh -huh. mainly over FaceTime and they wanted to see a home on Monday and we worked, scheduled it out with the listing agent. But later that night he called and said, you know, the seller's not feeling too well. Um, oh, no. I'm not sure what we're going to be able to do. And um, the seller was feeling up to doing a, a showing herself. So we utilized Zoom. I was mm -hmm. in my office here in St. Pete. My customers were in Chicago. The, the homeowner was in her home. And fantastic. Make it work. So yeah, the, you know, apps like Zoom are, are really transforming how we're able to do business and um, can be really useful at times. I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, we've done so much. I think we've progressed so much through email and, and social media and things like that. You know, I don't know why we, we haven't used these mediums for, for business up to this point. You know, just meetings is what people have been using them for, for the most part. But now you see so many other things happening, you know, groups getting together. And I think it's great. And I, I think that the people who are embracing it are definitely going to, you know, be successful with it going forward. Yeah, I do think it's going to change the way we do business moving forward. Whereas, you know, the, just the travel time that some people have had to make prior to this time period, and now they're going to see, oh, wow, I can shave off a 45-minute commute one yes. way and just hop on Zoom and we're all in the same room. Um, Agree. It's going to be interesting to see how businesses and, and, and people and their expectations change moving forward. Agree. Agree. It's exciting. <laughs> it is. So when it comes to staging, um, why do you think home staging works? I think home staging works because, you know, buyers, when they look at homes on the internet, they're choosing a home based on the photos. Mm -hmm. So if you're not appealing to them in that very first line of contact, then you're not even going to get the chance for them to come and schedule an appointment to walk through that home. So, you know, very, the very first step is, is getting those photos look, look to look amazing. And, home staging is a lot different than decorating in the sense that the colors that you use are different um, so that they brighten rooms rather than making them look dark and dim. You know, we 
place things differently and, and the decluttering. So the whole idea is that you want the buyer to feel like they can imagine themselves living in the home. Um, you know, when you're living in a home, you've got all of your personal items around you that make you feel comfortable. But when people come into your home, that's, you know, those represent you and what your home is and the special things that, that, you know, you love, um, you know, getting into the mind of a buyer to establish that emotional connection, they need to be able to imagine themselves living in that space. And the way that they do that is you create a space that they can aspire to. So, you know, we live near the beach. So when people are going to a home that's close to the water, they want to imagine that lifestyle of being close to the water, having on your swimsuit and your sun hat all the time and being able to enjoy everything that comes along with living in that home. And that's what we're trying to portray because when you live in the house, you don't necessarily um, portray that with your things. Um, also, you know, in the areas that we live in, they're, they're relatively, um, affluent. So wine is very popular and socializing and all buyers aspire to having a social life and entertaining. They may not always do that, but if you can, you know, if you can, get that emotional connection for, you know, if you buy this house, you're going to entertain a lot and you're going to have people over and you're going to drink wine and you're going to enjoy the beach. You know, those are the things that people can start to say, Hey, I imagine myself living here. This is the perfect house for me. And that connection is developed in the first 10 seconds they walk through the door. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how, how quickly that happens. And, you know, to your point, I would say nine out of 10 buyers start their home search online. And yes. so the photos are critical. So not just having a home staged, but also utilizing professional photography whenever possible, yes. um, because it can really separate you from the competition. Yes, and I think you mentioned it too in your introduction about um, the space and how when you don't have a home staged, it's very hard to imagine what the rooms are like in the home. You know, you just look at a picture of four walls and you think, well, what is that? You know, is it an office? Is it a bedroom? So having the home staged too gives purpose to the space and it gives um, proportion to the space. So people know, hey, you know, I, my furniture may not fit in there or this area is a sitting area or a bedroom. And they can, you know, develop again that emotional connection to the photos. Absolutely. I, I find so many times, you know, when I'm out showing properties with buyers, they will ask, you know, well, what, what can we do with this room? Or what, what is this room? Or, you know, do you think that my, our furniture will fit in here? And um, when you have, so I find when you have a vacant home, versus a home that's been staged, oftentimes the staged home looks bigger than the vacant home. And it's counterintuitive because you would think yes. by adding things to it that it would make it look smaller. Agreed. But it really helps people visualize and gives them the spatial acuity of what will fit in the room. Agreed, agreed. So. And, um, 
it's often recommended that you paint neutral colors. Uh, in addition to versatility, why would you say um, that's a recommendation for sellers? Neutral colors, again, color evokes so much emotion in people. Some colors are cool, some are warm, some are softer and, and um, more welcoming and others are very aggressive. Um, you know, neutral colors appeal to a general population. They're not uh, aggressive or people aren't put off if it's a neutral palette. Um, however, the colors you do not want to paint an entire interior. They want they want a hint of color, but off whites and eggshells and just bland white colors are also they have a negative effect on buyers when they come into a house. So a neutral gray or a, or a neutral um, soft taupe color um, usually is a, a really popular color to paint. I always like River Pewter, which is the color I have behind me. It's it goes with blues, it goes with, you know, yellows, it, it doesn't take on any, any real undertone. Um, agreeable gray is another one that's a fantastic color. So there are lots of neutral palettes that have been popular. Um, and one thing that I learned about color is that, you know, you can increase or decrease the value of your home by painting it certain colors. By painting a black front door, you can increase the value of your home by $6,000. That's but by having an orange or a brick red kitchen, you decrease the value of your home by like $2,000. I can see that. I, I don't know that I would want either of those in a kitchen of mine. Yes, me neither. And I was reading as well that the statistics from 2019, um, that if you do want a pop of color somewhere and you're you know, painting to, to put your house on the market, that a blue bathroom is the way to go. Blue bathrooms also increase the value. I can see that. I love like, it, and I don't know if it's because I live on water that the whole nautical, you know, navy and white mm -hmm. is a good combination. I would throw a hint of yellow in there yes. as well. Um, and I would say, I would think because we're coastal, um, located coastal, that you there were a lot of people that would use blue as a neutral color, whether it's navy or, you know, a sky blue or. Yes. And ironically, you mentioned um, the navy. So the top three paint companies this year had a blue as their number one paint color. So I think it was, um, there was a, like a China blue from PPG and there was an, a naval blue from Sherwin-Williams. And out of the four companies, three had blue, one had green. So. You're right on track with that. Blue is the new black right now. <laughs> Very good. So I imagine um, with so many people at home right now, there may be some people who are learning that their home is not suitable for their needs, yes. especially if they're going to be cooped up in them for 45, 60 days. Yes. <laughs> so they may be looking to do some projects to get their home ready to sell. And you don't have to gut a kitchen or a bathroom to no. refresh it. So no. what are some cost-effective um, renovations that people can do to refresh those rooms? 
So kitchens, let's speak kitchens first. And I guess it applies to bathrooms as well. One of the things that you can do is paint tuxedo cabinets. So if you're painting your cabinet, your upper cabinets white and your lower cabinets, either a smoky gray or a black, um, that's very popular right now. That does increase the value of your home. It's not a hard thing to do. Um, it takes several days, but there are lots of YouTube tutorials and um, your local paint company can recommend paints to use that are specifically for cabinets. Another thing is to just update the hardware on your cabinet. If you don't want to paint or you like the look of your cabinet or the color and you just want to dress it up a little, you know, go online to House or to Amazon and you can purchase hardware and have it delivered to your home and it's a lot less expensive than going to your local um, home renovation center. And you so can even change um, drawers to soft closed drawers without having to put in all new cabinets. Yes, and by the organizers that go inside. So if you have an older kitchen and you have kitchen envy of those people who have all of the different, um, you know, pull out drawers in their, in their lower cabinets or the spice organizer that comes out, you can buy all of those things also on Amazon and attach them to the insides of your cabinets and completely refresh the inside and the organization. And make it more functional. I actually had buyers that did that and I was surprised at, you know, the fact that they didn't put in new cabinets. Like you said, they just stripped the insides and put yes. in sliding um, shelves. Yes. And for the people who have the, um, the KitchenAid mixer, that like 50 pound mixer, they have the, this is my favorite one. They have the coolest um, insert for cabinets where you can, it's a spring loaded thing that comes up and attached attaches right to the cabinet and can go back down so you don't have to pick the the mixer up to set it on the cabinet you can just like raise it and lower it and it goes back into the bottom cabinet wow that's really yes. cool it is it's really cool i put it on video one day and put it on my facebook page and i had so many people commenting on it but it was the coolest little accessory yeah and i would also say countertops are an easy facelift and can make a huge difference. You know, the stones often change whether, you know, we're looking at light stones now or darker stones and yes. just swapping out a countertop can totally change the look and feel of a room. Yes. And light fixtures, put a new chandelier, put new pendants. Um, you know, that really that's a statement piece and creates a focal point in the kitchen as well. So if you have some cabinets that you're not happy with, um, by changing the focal point from the cabinets and the, the space that they're in to a really cool fixture, it draws the eye away from that unsightly area that you don't want to focus attention on. Awesome. So staging isn't limited to the inside of a home though. It is and not. <laughs> often your first impression is, at least when you're at the property, is from the curb appeal. Yes. So what are some things that people can focus on to enhance their property's curb appeal? I think the number, well, not the number one thing, but there are a lot of things. So, you know, when I drive up to a house to do a staging consultation, the first thing I'm looking at is the yard, obviously. So if you have debris in the yard or a lot of leaves or dead bushes in your um, rock gardens surrounding your house, definitely take those out and replace them. Um, 
anything that's any broken items like an old bucket or you know a, a potted plant that used to hang and now it's falling on the ground you know pick those different things up a fresh doormat is always something that you can do that's not expensive and gives the front of the house an entirely new look and also just some big pots with some greenery or some flowers that will help enhance curb appeal um, if you have the need and the resources to paint the house. I mean, obviously a fresh coat of paint is nice. Um, and like we mentioned before, painting the front door black will also help. Hanging a wreath on the front door, that's inexpensive. It'll cost you $30 and it dresses up the front door and kind of gives it some personality. Um, freshening up the mulch in your, in your gardens out front, that's not a, an expensive way to create, you know, a, a refreshed look. Um, and then also I see a lot of where, where I live in particular, there's a lot of front porch space. So there's a lot of like settees with two chairs and a table. And I often see them just, you know, the two wrought iron chairs and a table sitting there, you know, put some pillows on there, mm -hmm. some indoor outdoor pillows. And maybe on the table, you can put like a little pot with some greenery in it. Those are again, easy ways to just, you know, freshen up the front of the house. And make it inviting. Yes. I had another realtor that I spoke to um, yesterday. She, we were talking about curb appeal and she actually made a, a really good point. She said, you know, when I'm fumbling around with the lockbox on the front of the door, the clients are usually standing there inspecting everything around the front of the house. And she said, you know, the homeowners don't necessarily notice that because they usually go in and out of the garage or, you know, may not use the front door that often, but, you know, it's the first impression that the buyers get when they're standing there waiting for the lockbox to open. Absolutely. Even just, you know, if you have a porch that collects dirt or leaves, making sure that it's swept um, yes. before you have showings can go a long way or power washing. Yes. Power washing is a great idea. <laughs> Get yeah. those cobwebs way up high that have been building there for the last five or 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, you know, living in Florida, we're thankful that we've had really good weather throughout all of this. I mean, that has yes. been a saving grace for me to be able to go outside and go paddle boarding or bike riding. Um, I, I definitely would feel cooped up if I wasn't able. Yes. to do that. Um, and I'm sure, again, there are some people that have spent a lot of time outside because they didn't want to um, be cooped up in their home. What are some things that you can do to create an outdoor oasis um, if you've got the space for that? Oh, there are so many things here because we have such great weather. Um, definitely, you know, putting some if you don't have a patio or lanai and um, putting some pavers in a yard space to create a, a space where you can put furniture on it and use you know a grassy area um you know for a table that's a great thing to do to create some outdoor space i love doing like a, a love seat with two chairs with a fire table in the middle i mean here the fire tables are just you know they give so much ambiance at night and they're great because now they have the ones that hide the propane tank underneath. You know, you don't have to, 
you don't have to put logs in it and light it with a match. It just turns on and off and they've got beautiful glass on the inside and it creates so much warmth and, and comfort when you're sitting outside. The other things, um, if you're not into, you know, having an, an outdoor space like that, gardens are another great way to create your haven. If you love, you know, fresh vegetables and, and herbs, then you can, put in a, a raised garden with some two by fours and create that, that space where you can go outside and garden. Um, and then hammocks are really big now too. the, the pod hammocks that are self, you know, self, self standing, I guess they have the big yeah. stand and then, you know, they're, they're on, on their own. They're not tied to any trees or they're not yeah. really horizontal. They're more vertical. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, and with, you know, talk about raising food or growing vegetables or fruits. The other great thing about that from a health perspective is being able to control the setting that those are grown in, you know, and yes. limiting pesticides and fertilizers and, and modifications that, you know, don't necessarily happen in nature. Yes. And I heard too, and I don't know how true this is, but I know, you know, people, I went into the grocery store, I noticed how much produce there is and how the other shelves of the, of the store are empty. And someone said to me, well, people are concerned that they're going to, you know, pass the Corona, get past the coronavirus through their produce. So, you know, there's a definite scare with that as well, you know, an incentive for people to build their own garden. Yeah, I <laughs> I love eating fresh fruits and vegetables. So the first time I went to the store when all of this was happening, and like you said, shelves with bread and toilet paper and water and so many shelves were empty. And then you go to the produce section, it's just teeming <laughs> with fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, yes, and just loading <laughs> up on up. you yeah. know the only thing is by myself I, I can only eat so much so I want to make yeah. sure I'm not getting too much and letting it go bad but yeah yeah I I love um you know eating whole foods whenever I can yes agreed yeah. agreed so um let's take a look at some of the before and after pictures that you okay have. I have three let me uh share my screen and then we'll go to this PowerPoint that I have. So here is the first before and after that I have. Um, let me go to full screen so people can see it better. There we go. All right, so this was a staging that I just recently did. Um, you know, we talk about why staging is important. In every room that I go into, I look for a focal point. And in this particular house, as soon as you walk through the front door, you see this formal living room. Now they have a beautiful pool with a, a huge sitting area and they're on a wooded lot. And so obviously, you know, you want people's eye to be directed through the living room and through the entryway to notice what a great lot they're on and what a great outdoor living space they have. So, you know, we moved the furniture around so that your eye didn't stop at the, at the Chesterfield sofa and um, kind of incorporated again, we were talking, you were talking about my style and about the things that I add into staging to make things look a little more modern. You know, we have the abstract painting and the, the little, 
tripod lamp over there that's a little more modern. And then we added the gold and the glass in there to just finish off the look. And of course, you know, greenery, greenery always photographs well. And that's in a, a very cool textured white vase that, that pops. So, you know, I took a, a very traditional looking living room with a very traditional rug. I threw a shag rug under everything and put some fun pillows on the sofa and transformed that space. Yeah, I was gonna say in the before picture, my eye goes to two places, the the rug and you know the pattern in the rug mm -hmm. and the wall behind it. Yes. You know, I feel like everything else just sort of fades away. Yes. But in the after picture, um, the setting is beautiful, but I'm really drawn to the pool and the greenery in the mm -hmm. backyard. And um, there's nothing there that I would find offensive. In the before picture, the rug, not so much my taste. Right. Um, and I know a lot of buyers I've worked with in the past that might get hung up on something like that. Mm -hmm. But on, in the after picture, you know, having things that are are, are neutral, you don't get stopped by things that aren't going to be there when you're there as the homeowner. You know, it's hard for some people to forget the furniture's gone. You know, yes. you're going to be bringing in your own items, but you know, sometimes things like that can hold people up. Yes, or they think that that's the only configuration that will will work. So when they move in, they're like, well, I have to put my sofa there. That's where the sofa was. You know, there some people just don't have the creativity to really, um, you know, think about how to reposition things. They see it one way, and that's the way it's going to be when they move in. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, that was, um, that one really looks, you know, the other thing too, difference between staging is, you know, you want your eye kind of, to be able to not bounce around and not land on anything. So here, you know, it's definitely landing on some positive things and not the negatives. Like the other thing that I see in the, in the before photo is the macrame ottoman between yeah. the two chairs as an, as a, as a side table. With and that totally, table. yeah, that totally does not go with the style of furniture that's in there. And it's a great item for possibly one of the little girls' rooms, so. Right, and so. you did not paint the color of the room, correct? No, I did not. This paint, fortunately, was already in the home. But it looks like a different color because of the lighting. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, it's amazing what the ambient what the ambient light can do as well to really change a room you know before the only light that they had coming in was from the front of the house which is you know adjacent to this is an office that um, they don't get any light through and then also the front door so there's not a lot of light coming into through the front of the house because they also had the drapes drawn on the front of the house to give them a little more privacy. So just adding that lamp back in the corner, you know, gave it a little bit of a softer feel. I love ambient light and lamps and um, that as an accessory. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yep. So I'm going to go to the next one. <clears throat> this is, so in this house, they had three living rooms. They have um, the formal living room you just saw. 
This is actually a full guest suite. So this is attached on the back of the house. Um, there's a door that goes into this living room and a, uh, a fireplace in here that goes into the family room. So it's a pass-through fireplace and there's a full bathroom and a bedroom attached to this room. So again, when we were talking about not necessarily knowing how to look at a space when you're viewing photos online and how staging helps you to envision that space. The first thing this said to me is, you know, we have guests from out of town coming. They, they're here to experience Florida, to experience the beach. So I have the beachy photo over the sofa with more of the light blue colors that go back to the, you know, the blue color palette that I was using in this house. And then um, the pillows, you can't see them very well, but they have kind of a, a more of a corally uh, pattern to it or a little geometric pattern that looks kind of like the beach and waves in a circular pattern. And then, um, you know, I don't have the photo of what I did over the fireplace, but what I did to reflect all the light that's surrounding this room, because there are windows here and windows on this wall, I put a mirror up here mm. so that it would reflect more light and really, you know, bring everything to life. So, yeah. And mirrors can help make rooms look bigger too, correct? Yes. You're yes. bouncing light off of different things and... Yes. And before, um, I don't have the picture of where the sofa was. It was positioned right here. Well, this is a wall of windows here. So it was blocking. It was right up next to the window, blocking the view. Here, you know, you can sit and have a conversation and really chat with people or just relax and look out of, you know, either window, the one that has the view to the pool or the one that we're looking at right now that has a view onto the conservation behind it. It really is a great room. I think that's one thing that a lot of people do in talking with stagers is that you don't have to push furniture against the walls. No. You can make it, you can make seating areas in rooms to make them more functional. Yes. And a couple of things that help to do that is obviously a coffee table, but you can also put a floor covering down. I see so many houses that don't have any floor coverings like a rug. An eight by 10 rug is a typical rug size for any sort of living area. And once you put that on the floor, you really have like your defined space um, to live in. And that helps to anchor all of the furniture in that area. Yeah, and can provide a splash of color or yes. um, a geometric shape or add an interesting element um, without having to put in a paint color or, you know, do anything crazy. Yes, and along those lines too, it's a great decorating tool as well. I mean, if you want to entirely change the look of a room or add a different color palette to a room, adding a rug with, a, with an accent color or, you know, some different design can take your room from, you know, being a traditional room to looking more of a mid-century modern room. You know, going from that traditional oriental style rug that we just saw to something with more geometric prints in just two colors really will will make something make room look completely different yeah so all right i will go to the last room this is the family room and you know again we talk we always talk about that that brown leather sofa everyone has it 
and it's probably one of the most difficult things to photograph because as you can see in this before photo, um, the light does not reflect off of a brown sofa. It just sucks into the brown sofa. So it's very hard to photograph those well unless you add lots of light colored textured items to the sofa. So, you know, to make this look this is again an example of, of taking something that someone owns, adding some more updated pieces and having an entirely new look. So we added um, some very uh, like boho style pillows here with tassels and popcorn stitching and, and some different colors and then added these two modern chairs and a hammered silver um, coffee table. Again, the silver helps to kind of reflect the light. It anchors the chairs with the sectional. And, you know, whereas before your eye just kind of went to the playpen and the fireplace area, now you're really looking at, hey, I, I have this area to sit down and, and hang out with my family or, you know, play a game or, you know, look, there's a fireplace back there too. Mm -hmm. So, and again, you didn't change the wall color or yeah. the sofa, it's just with the lights and repositioning things, it looks brighter and lighter. Yes. Yes, and one thing we did too is, you know, to kind of detract from the brown leather sofa, one of the things that, that we like to do is um, place a piece of art above the sofa with some pops of color. So I, you know, had the blue color palette, I put this piece of abstract art up there that had a little bit more of the oranges and reds in there. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, but that multicolored abstract art above the sofa helps to draw your eye away from the negative, which is the sectional, and onto the wall. And then the greenery behind the sofa, the, the fiddle leaf that we have, you know, it also allows the eye to kind of bounce between the fiddle leaf and over to the mantle where we also put some greenery. So it just really worked. Yeah, it does. Very nice. Thank you. And those are, those are all of the staging photos that I have. And um, when it comes to interior design, do you have a favorite room or space to design? Hmm. I think that my favorite space is probably the bedroom. And I love the bedroom because for me, my bedroom is my haven. When I'm done socializing, you know, if we have guests or if my husband and my family are out watching television, my retreat is my bedroom. And I love to have like that perfect made up bed with layers of pillows and, you know, a scented candle and, all the things that I love, you know, a couple of photos of, you know, my family members, and that's always kind of been my retreat. So. And what is the process? You talked about um, how you work with staging and sending the questionnaire and then setting up the appointment and doing a walkthrough. For someone who is looking to hire an interior designer, what does that process look like? Similar, are there differences? The only difference really, I mean, with the interior decorating piece of it, um, the only difference between, you know, sending the questionnaire is um, 
I have a couple of different questionnaires based on your goal. I have a, a longer one or a shorter one. I can do right now a virtual consultation for two hours and walk through a homeowner with my, with my phone, um, walk through with a homeowner with my phone on Zoom or FaceTime. Um, when we weren't in the midst of Corona, I would come to the home and walk through the home and discuss every every area that you wanted to redecorate. And then from there, it's really, you know, based on what you want to spend budget wise um, on furniture and design services. And then we just work together to, to plot out a timeline and an expectation. Once you've decided to work with me, I create a Pinterest board for my clients and they're hidden. So they're not searchable on Pinterest, but that allows us to kind of give and get ideas and communicate um, if you want. It's not a requirement. Some people love it. Some people hate it. So, you know, it's just a way to share ideas. And then I'll start developing a mood board for you for that particular project or room. And then we can, through the mood board, virtually share ideas on here's what I've built for you. You either like this item or you don't like this item. Um, so you can approve and disapprove on the board and leave comments. And then we revise the board based on that. And then once you've come to a decision on all of the items in that room, we will purchase the items and then I'll come and help to set them all up when they arrive in your home. Nice. Do you yes. ever have customers that want to design a room around a, a certain piece of furniture or a painting or an item? Yes, yes. Um, several, actually. I have um, one client that we were, she was moving from a different state. We were totally furniture, furnishing her home and she had, she saw this one table for the dining room and absolutely had to have it. So it was kind of funny because with this particular manufacturer I work with, I had a minimum order that I needed to get to for them to deliver to her. And so we, you know, thought a little bit outside the box and I said, well, we can furnish your spare room with furniture from that manufacturer. So we did and she got her table and all is good. Looks fantastic. <laughs> do you have any examples of a mood board that I do prepared? Yes, I do. Let me share my screen again and go back to, there we go. Let me go. All right. So this is that same client that we were talking about for dining room. Um, this was a situation where, you know, like I said, they moved from out of state. She started the process a couple months before she moved so that when they moved, they would have some of their furniture, you know, enough to live with until the rest of it came. Um, they had sold everything before they moved here. So we were designing her main living area, her dining room, bedroom, spare room. And then we have one other room that we haven't worked on yet. But this is what we what we did in her bedroom. She wanted a very neutral palette and was um, looking for just a very soft pop of color. Mm -hmm. So we took masculine and feminine, you know, masculine with the reclaimed wood and fem feminine with the, with the tufted headboard and then layered in some blues and grays and some white accessories and a very soft gray chair with an ottoman. And she's very happy with this. Yeah, I love the, the pillow above the ottoman. 
you know, it's um, definitely appeals to a wide audience and isn't, like you said, too fem feminine or too masculine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one board that I've worked on with them. It's always fun to, you know, put these together and then revise them and see what the final outcome is because it changes over, you know, several versions. But this one, this one's going to look great. I can't wait to get in there and put her accessories in and finally, you know, have her, her finished product done. Um, <clears throat> this is another one that I did that was for a, um, this was a, a client that has a bedroom um, that's a very narrow bedroom and kind of long. And they had a lot in this bedroom. They had like exercise equipment and very dark colors. And ironically, she, she does love color. Most people these days, they don't want, you know, bold colors or anything. So she loved like magentas and pinks and, but she had darker furniture similar to the headboard up there, which is why I put the picture of that bed on this mood board. But with all of the dark furniture that she had and the dark floors that she had, it was a very dark space. So we layered in the light colored shag rug, the lighter colored chair with an ottoman because she has three young children and needed a space to just sit and, you know, read a book or veg. So yeah. we did the, the soft chair and then she also was struggling with accessories. Mm -hmm. She didn't feel comfortable um, with the accessories on her dresser. So we talked about, you know, anchoring some accessories with a mirrored tray, which is very common in bedrooms and using the silver mercury glass um, and silver vases to reflect some of the light in the space so that she had a brighter space. Um, another thing that I find with a lot of clients is bedding. They struggle with, you know, how do I make the beds look like they do in magazines and how do I, how, how do they do that? Yep. A couple of the tricks is, you know, put the Euro pillows behind against the headboard and then layer two more layers of pillows. So I always like to have the bed pillow either behind the Euro or in front of the Euro. And then to finish it off, this pillow sham the pillows with the shams that are the, the decorative sham and then some just small decorative pillows to go along as well. So, yeah, I love the decorative pillows next to the candles. Um, oh, thank you. I really like that uh, pattern and, and you. The candlesticks too. I think it, you know, it all works very well together. Yes. And I put this, so part of what we were doing is uh, the master bath as well. We weren't doing a lot with the master bath. So I threw the, the towel rack. She had a garden tub that had a huge wall that was just empty right above it. And I said, well, why don't you just throw a towel rack on there? So I put the towel rack on here because we weren't necessarily redoing our bathroom. She just needed the towel rack. And I felt like that kind of went with the other silver accessories that she had. So yeah, no, it's a great way to um, store towels, but also utilize un unused space. Yes. And, you know, when I think of when I think of rooms and I'm going through and I'm trying to either decorate it for staging or decorate it for clients, you know, everything is purposeful. I don't know if people intend it to be purposeful, 
But when you walk into a house and you have a console table, the purpose usually of that console table is, is people end up dropping their keys there or they put their mail there. So why not have some sort of a receptacle like a bowl or a basket or something that sits there where they can actually place their things and have it look a little more organized than just throwing everything on a surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I've lived in places where space is a commodity. I've lived in New York and mm -hmm. um, I had a small place in Chicago. And so I really started utilizing um, furniture and pieces that had multiple functions. So, yes. you know, it wasn't just decorative, but it was actual, actually functional too. You know, a bed yes. that had nine drawers underneath it. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. That really, you know, when you're forced into that situation, it's like that ottoman that has a lift up top that you can stick stuff in that that saves the day. And a lot of times too, I, you know, people don't want to spend a lot of money on furnishings, mm -hmm. but in some cases, you know, we don't have a lot of storage in Florida. And so sometimes making that investment in those larger pieces gives you so much space to put things like, you know, buy that armoire or buy that bed with the drawers underneath because it's going to serve a purpose of, um, you know, allowing you a place to put those things that are currently shoved in the bottom of your closet. So, yeah. and you can see it or access it, you know, yes. easily. That's yes. the other thing is I have a tendency if it's behind, you know, if it's not readily, um, viewable, mm -hmm. I don't use it a lot. And right. so finding a way to um, make it accessible, but not just out um, so that it looks too messy. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Well, that's all I had for my design board. So, <laughs> well, so if people are looking to um, speak with you further about your staging or design work, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? They can call me at 813-501-7464 or email me at deliodesignstaging at gmail.com. And that is spelled and it's very long. Um, D-I-L-E-O-D-E-S-I-G-N-S-T-A-G-I-N-G at gmail. Okay, we'll put that in the comments. And okay. the show notes so that people okay. can access that. And I would imagine <clears throat> that people can follow you on Instagram. I have an Instagram account. I have a Facebook account that has a lot more content on it. I have to say I'm new to Instagram and um, I haven't been as diligent about putting stuff on my Instagram account. However, I'm working to change that in 2020. But um, yes, Instagram and Facebook. And I also have... Um, a lot of followers on Pinterest, so. Well, I will include um, those links as well in the show okay. notes and the comments. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would love sure. to, we'll have to schedule a, another episode where we really dive into uh, the design projects and process yes. and, and all of that. Yes. I want to give it its full. Um, okay. Yeah. But that thank sounds you good. So much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun to talk about this. I feel like we could go on for days. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. All right. I would, in another life, I could be either a personal shopper 
or I don't know if I have the creativity for staging and interior design, uh -huh. but definitely go shopping for it. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, and everybody stay safe. <laughs> yes, you, you as well. Thanks, Nicole. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me or have a real estate related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022 or you can reach me via email at Nicole at SellingStPetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-P-E-T-E-F-L.com. -E